0: This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at
1: traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. So here we are again. Happy Woot Woot Wednesday. Happy? I think that's kind of a really, really strong word to use, don't you think? I still feel woot wootish. Do you? I do. Well, oh, good. Yeah. Felice Woot Woot Wednesday. <laughs>
0: miracleist <laughs> See.
1: Si. Oh. How are you? I'm
0: wonderful. I'm actually doing well. How are you? Well, uh, the champagne's helping. <laughs> oh, whatever helps you sleep. Mm. <laughs> knocks me
1: out. <laughs>
0: How's it going? Good. Good. I uh, still have not gone stir crazy. We did buy bikes, that has helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um,. Yeah, that definitely we still have to, like, stay distant and wear our masks and, you know, pull over for water breaks. But, like, can't take a sip of water when someone's near me because I have to take my mask off to do it. But that's helping. Yeah, Um, it's definitely, I think, helped you tremendously. Um, And, uh, yeah,
1: I'm I'm doing okay still. Yeah, I've enjoyed the bike rides. I will Mm -hmm. say that fucking New York weather is not very consistent, though. It's like really weird. What was that, that, 30 seconds before you said the F word? Thank you for interrupting. Um, I it's weird because like one moment it's like raining, one moment it's cold, one moment it's windy, one moment it's like blazing hot outside. So I I haven't really felt like I've been able like we've gone bike riding, but like one day we went bike riding and it was like super duper short because I was like it's way too cold out here. I'm gonna get sick, and yeah. of course the next day. Ears plugged, throat itchy, like super sinusy. It just wasn't a good thing. Mm. So um I haven't really been I've been enjoying the bike riding. I think it's fun. I think it's a super good time. But at the same time, I'm like, can it just be like summer already? It's like mid-May right now. It's May 13th as of this podcast day. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't want like summer will be great, but once it gets like permanently hot, it's gonna be more difficult because i'm gonna to want to go in the water yeah and and there's gonna
1: be pub- none of that public pools are like closed well and hotel pools and hotel pools, we can't even do that. that i would get a hotel room just right. to have a day at the pool and it's funny because you and i had actually talked about like spending the money on the day passes this year yeah. so that we could go to the, the pools at the hotels this summer um what it's so funny because i grew up in las vegas and my birthday was always really really warm Yeah, it was all because it's, you know, the end of May. It's always really warm when we lived in Florida. My birthday was always really, really warm because it was like, well, every day was really, really warm in Florida. (laughs) But it was like beginning of like those summer months, Mm -hmm. you know, and because my birthday is like right around Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And so it's always like super hot barbecues like. And since we've been living in Vegas, my birthday has been fairly inconsistent in terms of, like, good weather. We're living in New York. I'm sorry, we're living in New York. <laughs> since we've been living in New York, my, my birthday has been fairly inconsistent with, like, good weather. It's, it's true. It's so weird to me. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I'm used to, like, my birthday is, like, the start of summer, right? Like, it's the summer weather and getting everything together. And here in New York, it's, like...
0: Well, I mean, you did go from the desert to the tropics, so you would have nice birthdays in May. Sure. But then here, who knows? Yeah, it's
1: craziness. It's it's crazy every year. I... But the only thing I'm like kind of weirded out about is that it's gonna be like really hot, and we're still gonna be inside for most of the of, I'm, of summer. I'm probably gonna need a hose. It's gonna be weird, <laughs> right? Like that AC bill is gonna
0: be up out the out the roof. It will because the whole like before we were never here during the day, yeah. So, it didn't and so we like kept it cool for the animals, but like it's not like we were like blasting it in both rooms sure. all day. Oh man i'm really not looking forward to that hey patreon members feel free to slide us a little more cash yeah
1: (laughs) yeah donate some money to the make tony not a yeah i'm a i'm a sweaty monster it's terrible it's not cute no it's not cute imagine sleeping next to it every single night well how lucky for you no (laughs) i'm like i'm like sweaty by proxy it's like it's you don't mind in the winter no, I mean you're not sweaty in the winter. No, but, but I'm always the, radiating during this. No, it's fine during the winter because you're not you. You're warm, but you're not sweating. Summertime, you're sweating, mm-hmm. and that just ain't cute. It's not, but you know what is cute. Hmm. Our hashtag gay relationship goals. Yeah, I guess we should probably dive right deep into that. There, what you think about? By it, I mean I brought it up, so clearly I'm ready. You're never ready. <laughs> I stay ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> We are going, uh, we're going to hop into those hashtag gay relationship goals that Tony definitely mentioned. Um, As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer, queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would, like us to bring and would like to bring to our attention uh please reach out to us tag us on some of your adorable couples photos on instagram facebook or twitter our handle is at pod relationship tony and i will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast clearly i drink a little bit too much <laughs> maybe I mean, who knows <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun it's fine um that being said um today's get uh guests see i don't know what's happening with me right now. i literally think i'm having a seizure or a, a an aneurysm i have an aneurysm or something it's no right now. no <laughs> um i've been watching too much Grey's anatomy exactly the couch. um no so this week we're excited to highlight uh the the hashtag relationship goals because they actually tagged us um in uh some of their posts which we were super thankful for um they're an adorable couple across the pond Um, they live in the uk and and their names are Dame and Mark. And you can follow them on Instagram. Their handle is at Dame and Mark. Um, they're cute. Mm-hmm. They're super adorable. They I just are. love them so much. I think, I don't know, there's something um about, like... British life that just um, is so fascinating to me mm. and uh, I think I get a little bit more giddy about like gay British life and seeing like people who are like super adorable and you know that they have an accent and just like the way they dress and like the way they put things together it's like just so different from us and these guys are like literally delivering on all of my fantasy it's, it's true it's so cute I mm-hmm. love them so much they are um I don't know they live in Chester in the UK, they moved from Brighton, apparently. Um, and I just th- I don't know, like I said, I just think that they're super fascinating. I like them.
0: Yeah, they're really, like, they're cuddly cute. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, no offense, guys, because you're together in a couple, but, like, it looks like you just want to snuggle with them. Like, yeah. they're just these sweet, funny, adorable guys. They look like they're always having a good time. They're always smiling. It doesn't look like they take things too seriously. Yeah, There's a little bit of Harry Potter in there, which I don't know if you saw, but I figured you would enjoy that. Yeah. Um, They have an adorable little dog named Bandit, and it looks like they have another dog, but I didn't get to see that one's name. Um,
1: Like as soon as you said bandit All I heard was (laughs) bandit Like (laughs) Forgive my English My British accent
0: No but they just like and they're they're clearly making the most out of this little quarantine that's going on they got their books they got their drinks they got their throwback pictures to all their
1: worldly travels i love it um they're adorable little husbands i think that you hit the nail right on the head is that they're they're cuddly cute Mm -hmm. like they're very cuddly cute and i think that that's fun i also have noticed that they are wearing a lot of designer labels so of course you know i didn't notice a bitch wants to know how uh what's going what's good in brighton (laughs) like how y'all get (laughs) No, they're wearing like Givenchy and Gucci and all this other stuff. And I just think it's, I don't know, like I said, in one of the pictures, um, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Dame or if it's Mark, but he kind of looks like your brother in the picture. I don't know if you noticed that this Mm, picture right here. Yes. I immediately saw it and I was like, "Um, is that Tom? That's, That's Dame. Is that Dave? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just thought it, it does was... look a bit like my brother. Yeah, it was just very fascinating. And mm. they're married, right? Yeah, they've been married since 2015, August of 2015. Oh, that's funny. They mm-hmm. so they got married the year before we did because mm-hmm. they've been together for 10 years, right? Yep. Yeah, so they've been married the year they got married the year before us because we got married in 2016. Um, I don't know. They're just cute. I thought they were adorable. I liked them and I really thank you guys so much for tagging us us Mm -hmm. in this picture. It just goes to show that, you know, sometimes you guys got to forgive us because Tony and I have... You know calendars and schedules and things, and we kind of like map things out like crazily, but we do recognize any and everything. And sometimes it may take us a little bit of time to get to to acknowledging you, uh, but we do a very good we we do our best to do it as soon as we possibly can. So if you guys are interested in being highlighted as a, ha- a hashtag gay relationship goal, um, it, it's just as simple as doing what David Mark did. So make sure you guys follow them on Instagram again, their handle is. Is at Dame and Mark. That's D A M E A N D. M-A-R-K, and that is on Instagram. Uh, follow them. Give them a couple of double taps. Let them know that you like them and that the Cratelli sent you. Um, you will not be disappointed, I promise. They're cute. Thank you guys again. We really appreciate you for tagging us in this your cute couple photos. You guys are adorable. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Tony and I are going to try to solve the world's problems Cratelli style.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Hello, listeners. It's your favorite podcast
1: host, Tony. And Marco. And we are here with some exciting relationship news. The podcast is growing. I don't know if you guys knew this. And uh, every season, the search for ways to deliver more relationship content becomes a fun little goal for us. And every season, with you, our listeners, in mind, we try to come up with other platforms that help give you access to all the amazingness that is the podcast. That is why we are so thrilled to finally announce. The launch of our very own Relationship Podcast website. Yay! Ah. <laughs>
0: Stop what you're doing and visit podrelationship.com right now and see what we've been up to.
1: In addition to the weekly podcasts that you all love so very much, uh, Relationship Chat on IGTV and YouTube. And our social media presence on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. You can now catch us on podrelationship.com for even more relationship content.
0: Read our new relationship blog with thoughts and updates on the topics we've discussed on the podcast and our own account of what we've learned and how
1: we're applying it in our very own relationship. You can submit listener situations right there on the website, which is like revolutionary. You can air out your relationship dirty laundry on the page and press submit. All situations come directly to us and make everything so much easier for you
0: and finally sign up for our newsletter and be in the know for all
1: upcoming podcast episodes and all relationship content and events real talk you all this website is a huge labor of love um, but it's also a work in progress if there is anything else you'd like to see on the website please feel free to reach out it is as much your website as it is ours
0: Again, thank you all for making the podcast what it is today and what it can be in the future. We appreciate your support and love for what we are
1: doing and get so excited about sharing more of ourselves with all of you. So visit podrelationship.com when you have a second and check out our Relationship Podcast website. We will see you all very soon. Bye. Bye. So I'm actually really excited about today's topic. Are you normally not? Um, I mean, some topics are more fun than others, right? <laughs> some are a little bit deep and heavy and not very much to go, fun to go through. Those but, are the ones I love. Oh. I, besides, no, I like, I don't mind getting deep with some of them, but I mean, let's be honest. Some of the episodes are like us, like having passive aggressive arguments with microphones in front of us. <laughs> Those are not the ones I was talking about. Oh, okay. Cause that's what I was talking about. I don't mind going deep into a topic. I just, some of them I like are just less than stellar topics, but this one is fun. This is kind of a quirky, like cute one. Um, yeah, this is a, it's interesting. Cause it's a very beginning
0: of relationship conversation and we're having it now, 10 years later. Yeah, it's very,
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. But what's really, Why thank you. I, so I'm glad the, we got that on there. <laughs> <laughs> you're making this topic less fun <laughs> um no so today we're talking about differences in music and how to have a relationship with a person if they don't have the same style like same taste in music as you do mm-hmm. um and what's really funny is um i'm a huge music head like mm-hmm. i absolutely love music music is my life And you enjoy music, Mm -hmm. but music is not necessarily like a huge focal point for you. You get life from it, but it's not necessarily like it's not the same as you. You don't breathe it like I do, yeah, because I enjoy silence too. Correct, yeah. Um, but I love I love music, and I think over the course of our relationship, I've introduced you to a lot of music, Mm -hmm. and I, but we've never not gotten along over the topic of music.
0: Uh, there's only been a tiny handful of times and it's only because like, there's just certain types of music that I just, it's not even certain types of music. There's like occasionally someone puts out an album that I'm just not into. Yeah, But it's only happened like a couple times I'm like oh you're
1: gonna play that one again I think there's two times that I can honestly from the top Of my head think about it Mm -hmm. is one You like to listen to like some Heavier stuff sometimes like Mm -hmm. some Heavier metal-y type Mm -hmm. things like that And I like literally said Absolutely not (laughs) not around me Just because I do not enjoy Being screamed at like it's it's just Oh I have lots of metal where they don't scream at you Yeah I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) And look and here's the thing Is if you gave me like a heavy metal Metal song that was like melodic and like pretty to listen to, I would listen to it because I do enjoy oh, pretty is music. Is that a challenge? I do enjoy pretty music, but I don't necessarily love the like screamo type music. That's just not going to work for I'm me. I'm not into screaming, but no. I get it. And That's then, what metal is to you. And then the only other time that you and I kind of have a little bit of an argument is over you always want to play Say Yes by Michelle Williams. <laughs> And I love it's the song. It's my happy song. I love the song. <laughs> I love the song. I'm not even saying that I don't enjoy the song. I actually love the song. I just feel like it is old, and you be like, you want to like put it on in the middle of like us listening to like Nicki Minaj and Beyonce and Rihanna I just and like all to these, like things. pick a song like, that
0: makes me happy and bouncy.
1: That one always does it for me. And then
0: you want to put it's that song in on, and belt. I'm like, Tony,
1: I can't twerk when she's talking about Jesus. <laughs> Why not? I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't have God in the room while I'm like God is watching marco I, uh, <laughs> allegedly the voyeur um no but i just can't i just can't i just can't and but those are like the only, and one of them is like more of like a absolutely not like you have bad days and i usually like rel- like i usually what's the word i'm looking for relent relent that's right i was <laughs> gonna say that i usually like roulette and i'm like fine whatever we can listen to michelle williams yeah not the metal you don't relent on that because for michelle <laughs> um, Aww. but yeah no the heavy metal no but there are so many times where i like walk in here and you're listening to like show tunes and i get right in and i start singing with you and like we have fun we love the greatest showman mm, so good you love i mean i introduced you to rihanna and like i think the rihanna albums have been like the soundtrack to our relationship because definitely up there we've yeah. seen her live multiple times yeah like Mm-hmm. Rihanna, the, the Nicki Minaj albums are kind of like a, a soundtrack mm-hmm. to some of our. Even Christina. Christina is a soundtrack. Because I never
0: appreciated her.
1: She's so magical. She is. Oh she my is. God, she's. The and I best. never, I never gave her a chance because she was just, she was pop. Yeah. And I'm just not a pop guy. Yeah. I remember when, um, it was the 20th anniversary of Christina's first album. Remember, we were laying in bed and I was like, "Have you listened to it?" And you were like, "I don't know it." And and I remember I put it on mm-hmm. and we like listened to it from beginning to end and you were like, "Huh?" I was like, "This is such an amazing album. <laughs> it is so good." But it's like it's like a part of my high school like i like that album came out uh, probably like closer to middle school oh no it was like high school like freshman year like that was like life Mm. like that like album was like life and uh it's just kind of funny but um, i don't play my music for you because
0: i don't think you would like any of it not just the metal but the rest of it like i really like moody emotional things i like experimental things i like like culturally specific things I like i like
1: indie um a lot well i like indie here's my thing i like vocals mm-hmm. so if you're gonna give me a song like first of all i need to uh, appreciate the person singing mm-hmm. and their ability and what they're doing and then I need to like really enjoy the song, like the beat, the words, the yeah. like all of that stuff. And I think, think that Janice Chaplin is amazing. Oh, I think Janice Chaplin. Jo- I mean, Janice She Chaplin doesn't have is, a good voice. <laughs> no, no, but she knows what she's doing with her. Tina Turner doesn't have an, a fantastic voice, but there's a certain thing with vocals where if. Y- y- You know what to do with the song. Rihanna does not have a traditionally amazing voice. But she knows what to do with the songs that she's given. Mm. And they make them very uniquely Rihanna. They make them very uniquely Tina. They make them very uniquely Janice. Mm -hmm. So I love Janice Joplin. I think that she is beyond talented. And there's no one like her. There hasn't been anyone like her since her passing mm-hmm. so i think that she's fantastic i love janice Straplin. Mm. that's but again i love all music as long as you can make it make sense to me and i can see a pat i tell you all the time i can find myself falling in love with a, a musician just because like seeing someone perform and like embody the music i would be like yeah like i'm in love with you because <laughs> <laughs> i just love i love music and i love what music does to people i love where mm. music takes people I think it's so amazing. Yeah, I think um, I think for me the,
0: a big difference too for f- between us is you uh, enjoy live music.
1: I love live music,
0: and I I like live music like sitting around a campfire. Like I like live music when it's like twenty or less people. I that do not so like. <laughs> Pretty sure everything I say sounds so white. Um, Because I am so white. Um, But, you know, I really enjoy that. Uh, But, like, the big big concerts that's just never been my thing i like the i like the practice and the production of music so like i like it when you're doing like a performance um and i just feel like concerts it's not it's just not the same like it doesn't sound like the song that i love like there's Mm -hmm. just a huge difference between it and especially because like no matter where you are up close far away like it just doesn't sound
1: right to me oh i love a stadium performance i mean but see i'm also the person that's like if i'm if i'm if i'm going to a stadium performance I need to be close enough to really appreciate the person that I'm there for, Mm. i.e. like if I'm going to see Beyonce in concert, like I'm spending $500 on a ticket because I want to like see Beyonce close up. I want to do, I'm not going to get like a nosebleed. I'm not doing like a standing room shit. Like I need to like see her. Um, perform. I guess you didn't think we were close enough when we saw her. I think I thought our um I could have been a little bit closer, mm-hmm. like a very little bit closer. um Like maybe like the section we were, like you know how there was like an aisle between us mm-hmm. and the next. If we were the in next the next section, next section, mm-hmm. I would have been like completely. So happy. like within
0: the first four sections, correct? Okay,
1: because I need to be able to like I want to. You want to see her face. I want to be able to see her. And be able to watch from the monitor at the same, uh the uh big screens at the same time. Mm. I want to be able to, do, like, do both. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, like, that's fun. But, like, when we went to that one Rihanna concert where we were, like, in the standing room, back. like, way far back. Like, the and, first Like, one? the grassy area, the grassy noli area. The that first they one. Could, I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> I can't even see anything. This is ridiculous. That's just not how I concert. But I also don't go to concerts like i'm i'm not gonna um like if i'm going to go to your concert it's because like i really fuck with you like mm. like you like you're like you're my person see the see to me
0: the the experience of music is so intimate um and there's there's lots of things that i just enjoy doing alone or with you Um, but not with large groups of people to me, the, the only time I would want to go see live music is if it was like chamber music, like it was an orchestra. That's the only time I want to go see live because. The reason is I can have that experience alone. Like, even though there's a ton of people and they're they're all sitting,
1: doing their own thing, being quiet, staying to their sides. So, like, that's when I like it. I spent my entire high school career in choir and then I was in band before that. And so, like, orchestral music and, like, live music from, like, a choir and stuff like that, while I can go to it, I don't like it it's it's yeah. it's just like me and like burger king like i won't get at burger king because my first like real job was at burger king when i was in high school and i just know too much like i just You're can't go so to Burg- funny. i just can't go to burger king. so funny and I, and
0: but I, you and i are so opposite it's just another example because i love burger king and i love chamber music
1: <laughs> 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 but like i could go i could go to chamber music and i can go see the, like again i've done i've sang all of that stuff like i've done I, My entire choir career in high school was that stuff i've i've been fortunate enough to see all the people
0: i love musically live at least once Mm -hmm. um i will say that the best performance i ever saw was uh, just one woman in college doing whatever that is like not a thesis but whatever that performance is called where it's like you know their their test or whatever Mm -hmm. and she literally took her flute and turned it backwards and played all kinds of crazy stuff backwards on her flute which i thought was just the coolest thing that sounds really white
1: (laughs) (laughs) celery and peanut butter yeah it just sounds really white like like and like i said i can appreciate those things but i'm also like all right i've had enough like cool I, I I see what you're doing sis. We're power to you. But bye. Like oh. I'm done. But I So want, different. Yeah, but I like I just love music. I love concerts. Like I said, like I want to go. I want to see, you know, I mean, I've seen Beyoncé in concert, but I want to see her. I've seen Destiny's Child in concert, and I've seen Beyoncé twice. But I want to like see I wanna to go to another concert. I don't know if we'll ever get to go to concerts again, but that being said, I don't need to see Rihanna in concert anymore. We've seen her like four times. Three three times mm-hmm. I don't need to see her anymore. Um I've seen Christina in concert once with Justin Timberlake when they did the Justified and Strip Tour in Las Vegas, had really good seats. Tia and Tamara were there and we had better seats than them. Oh. Um, which was really fun. Do I you don't know who that is. I was just gonna say you don't <laughs> even know sister sister, the twin girls. I was like, Tia and Tamara, your friends? <laughs> tn tamara Maori from sister sister do you remember that show sister sister the twin girls i know of it yeah so they were there and tamara was totally trying to get with me um which was fun um i've seen maroon five in concert twice that's when i think you and i could see together yep i've seen them in concert twice i've seen kelly clarkson once just enough rock for me yeah still poppy but yeah I've seen Kelly Clarkson in concert once. I've seen Diana Ross in concert with Dwayne, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm, you did enjoy that. I was such a great concert. Mm-hmm. I saw marcia Ambrosius in concert, which was really great. That sounds like a madam. Okay.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it? Am I the only one?
1: <laughs> Probably. Sounds like
0: she runs a brothel.
1: <laughs> I saw her in concert. She was fantastic um who else oh i mean way back in the day i saw boys to men a concert i bet that was good yeah i bet they were really good live. i was just really mad because my dad who is perpetually late he's always late we guess who opened for boys to men tevin campbell oh tevin campbell is my hero like i'm like obsessed Mm -hmm. with him and so the only person i wanted to see was tevin campbell and we were running late i was like at the time maybe i was young 10 11 maybe i was super young and dad ran super late to the concert of the one person i wanted to see so all we got to see was voice Men, and i was like so disappointed because all i wanted to see was tevin campbell i'm sure
0: i'm sure i'm sure that haunts you yeah my the best the two best concerts i ever went to One was a very small venue, like maybe, maybe room for 50 people on an open floor. So you got to be in the front if you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I got to see Belle and Sebastian, and that was incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, Robert Smith of The Cure, not the whole Cure band, but Robert Smith, which is, you know, arguably the most important part. Mm -hmm. Uh, He and like two other people from the band and some accompanying um, folks, it was like five people, but the venue was so small, it was less than 20 people. I literally made eye contact with Robert Smith. It was, like, wow. incredible.
1: And you've seen Shakira in concert. I love Shakira. Yeah,
0: that's your girl. That is my girl. I did, I see her
1: front row. Yeah. But I, But still, I wouldn't say that was... Like, I, you noticed I didn't mention it. Yeah. You know who I saw in concert? Which I think you would be super surprised by. Mm. Do you know who Rob Thomas is? From Matchbox the, 20? The Wendy's guy? <laughs> That's Dave Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, no, the lead singer from Matchbox 20. Well, now I, I know, saw him at concert because I was obsessed with him when I was, like, living in Reno. Him, not Matchbox 20? uh matchbox 20 was fine for me i always i liked rob when rob thomas did his solo career i really liked the music he was putting out Mm. Um, i don't know that i'm familiar with it he did have an interesting voice i really really liked him Mm. and so i saw him in concert which was fun i remember that like it was yesterday um but what i really like and what we're going to talk about regarding this article is that there is an element of like Because there's different music styles, which I like, we have always been super open to the idea of like, I don't know that you've introduced much music to me, but I also think that you and I have spent a lot of time enjoying a lot of the same music, Um, and then... I think I've introduced a ton of music to you for sure. And I think that you've been super open to it. Mm-hmm. And some of it you're not like super obsessed with. I know you're totally over listening to the Justin Bieber album at this point. So over it. <laughs> I'm not done with it yet. And that's fine. That's fine. I really like this album. I don't know I'm,
0: why. And, and that's all I need. i I'm done with it. It's fine, whatever. But like, you're still getting life from it. So go ahead, play it. Yeah. I don't know why I like this album so much. You, you do this though. You, this is, this is your normal music consumption. Something comes out, you get it and you play it to death. And you might throw it in a rotation with like three to five other albums. And then every once in a while, one of them just takes front, you know, takes center stage. And it's the only one you listen to. And if you listen to five albums in a week, it's three of them.
1: You know what it is? You know what it is? I like, I'm old school. I like albums that you can play from beginning to end. Those are those are very rare. I really like albums that you can play from beginning to end, and I really like this album because I feel like I can put it on and I can listen to every single track that is on. The only track that I do not play on the album is the first one because I don't. It's kind of like an interlude, but then at the same time, it's a song. But it doesn't sound like a real song. Hmm. Like it's it's just kind of weird to me. So I start it from number two all the way through and I listened to the entire album and I really like that about it because um I, like I said I'm old school in that way where we listened to all we listened to whole albums we weren't buying tracks we weren't just favoriting like singles right yeah. like we yeah that's not my style no, I like I, the whole album I play a whole album mm. and like the last time we were able to really listen to that the Khalid albums both of his albums you and they I were, were listening so to front to back so right good. we love that mm-hmm. Christina's newest album we listened to it from mm-hmm. front to back. Solange's album we were listening yeah, to. That from, was a surprise. It was a real a seat at the table. I didn't like the second one as much, no. but I really but loved a seat at, a seat at, the, seat table. at the table because yeah. we were um and we were listening to that from beginning to end. The Beyonce albums we were listening to from beginning to end. Well, that's you. Well, <laughs> self-titled was absolutely amazing we loved that album and then lemonade come on lemonade is perfect from beginning to end right and then rihanna's most recent album which i can't think of what it's called right now for whatever reason but um we listened to that album from beginning to end as well haven't been able to find a pink album that you can do beginning to end not lately yeah it's so weird yeah it's so weird her tracks are really great like her singles um, but like for whatever whatever reason, we have not been able to play her albums from the beginning. To end. Yeah, it's unusual because she's one that we're both like very passionate about. Because so I again
0: I get into in more of that rock her. sound. Um,
1: I, so in love with her, her first three albums were like soundtracks to my life. Mm. I could call my cousin Melissa right now and play "Can't Take Me Home," and she and I would like. Uh, Wax so much nostalgia over it because we were obsessed with her during that time period, and then she came out with her second album, and she was a little bit more rock, and I was obsessed with it. And then her third, and then every, and then every album after that, it's like, th- like these five tracks from it are really, really good, but the rest of the album is a little bit throwaway. She's actually
0: one I would like to see live because she to. looks like she puts on an incredible show. Well, you know, she does like gymnastics, yeah, and acrobatics. Like that. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, she's insane. And the set design's great, and the costumes are great. Like it looks like it would be really interesting and that's when you kind of have to hurry up like we can't do it now but like
1: the second we can would probably be our last one no she's perfect she's yeah. absolutely perfect i would pay any amount of money to go see pink mm. i would sell an organ i have, <laughs> I, have <laughs> I have 75% of a kidney if anybody right, wants to right. buy that um that was a little morbid the healthy 75% hello <laughs> it's good it still works um so Tony and I read this amazing article on Vice, um, that, and we're going to kind of breeze through it because we spent so much time talking about music because I could talk about this forever. Yeah. I case just, case like, in point. I, I mean, I think that was it. the whole point of this conversation was yeah.
0: it. you can have completely different tastes. You can have a completely different experience and approach to it, and
1: it's still universally unified. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so this article is uh, how to date someone with totally different music tastes than you. Um, and then the like little subtitle says, is it possible to dig someone if you both if you can't both vibe off of Nas's deep cuts um, this article was written back in 2014 by Emma Gar- Garland. Um, but this article is really, really cool. They essentially talk about, like, is it possible to, like, be into somebody that doesn't love the same music as you do? And Emma goes on to say that, like, she really would argue the case that, like, there's tons of reasons to date somebody that has a different experience with music than you do. Um, and then she goes through some of, like, the reasonings. Um, the first one is it's a free pass to pop off ab- about all your favorite music so there's nothing better than getting like super excited about the things that you like absolutely love and getting to tell your partner about it right Mm -hmm. like that's really fun and cute i think i have a good time with that yeah i remember some of my favorite times were every time i introduced
0: someone to blonde redheads Hmm. yeah great great group wonderful album
1: never heard of them i know
0: i'll play them for you
1: fascinating um but then she does go on to say that there are uh, a few things so in the interest of aiming for the latter because she's essentially talking about there is a, a very fine line between talking about music obsessively until everybody in earshot wants to put their fist in your mouth and successfully introducing your new favorite person to your all-time favorite artist so she says in lieu of all that here's a couple of quick tips she says things to avoid Things to avoid. Um, Thinking of whomever you're dating as an empty vessel in which to pour all the useless facts about pavement you've acquired over the years that everybody else around you is sick of hearing. Good advice. It's so good, right? Because, like, it's overloaded, right? And then all the music starts sounding the same, and then the only thing that that person gathers from that is... Beyonce sounds the same in all these songs, (laughs) right? Like, it's just not good. Being the guy who treats someone like a moron because they haven't heard of that obscure band you love. That turns me off so fast. It's, it's, yeah, it's not cute. I stopped listening.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're just an asshole. Like, it's not that you have something important to say. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's a very normal human reaction. Like, we should never do that
1: yeah like i mean like i just said you were like blonde heads i was like i've never heard of them before like you know and you didn't like you haven't yeah where have you been you didn't do any of that were you raised by wolves although i did do that with (laughs) you when you did not know you've done that with me multiple times Because sometimes I just, you're like an alien to me. And it's just so bizarre to me because we were at the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert and Big Pimpin was being played and you were like, I don't know this song. And I was like, you've never heard of Big Pimpin? No. Like, how could you have not heard of Big Pimpin? It I was, lived in the mountains. It was like the song. Even <laughs> your like old campfire white friends were listening to Big <laughs> Pimpin. No, they were listening to Honey. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. So, Honey DeFranco? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, Like... it's just funny i it's it's not disgust it's like utter confusion if that makes any sense i don't know you keep bringing it up i think it might be disgusting. i'm not (laughs) disgusted with you i'm not disgusted with you it just really blows my mind because i'm like wait a second like this was not just a song that like only this group of people were listening to like it was everywhere it was like and even the little sound bite that sampled the hard knot life the hard knock
0: life. Yeah. Like I only knew that because of Austin Powers. That is so funny. I know right? that may be the whitest thing I've
1: ever said. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early. Yeah, um, celery and peanut butter. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it. It was. Just, it's confusing to me. Like, I, like I said, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, you're an alien. Like, how could you have not heard the song? Like, what do you see? Doing? I think that has
0: less to do with being white and more to do with like I literally was in the mountains and we didn't have radio at the time that that song was I mean,
1: popular. I, th- I get that makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Like. L- like logically, but I still feel like by the time you like got to college, people were still playing all of that music at like parties no, and stuff like that. No, college is
0: when I was introduced to
1: indie. Interesting. Yeah, so and you we're around
0: the camp, campfire and yeah, yeah well, again was,
1: still in the mountains. <laughs> but like but that's my question is like, did you not go to parties or anything like I that? I went to lots of parties. But like what kind of parties? Well, not those kind of parties. Like white grungy parties. <laughs> Kinda. Okay. See okay, so that makes Again, it a bit campfires, more sense. guitars. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but again that just like blows my mind because like i said like you know most college experiences is like at some point in time you went to like one of the fraternities parties and and their keggers and stuff like that and they were playing like rap music in the background because white people always love to play black music but never love to admit it but um for about 80 years yeah <laughs> whatever we're not going to get into that a whole different topic different topic different yeah. segment um but anyways to say all that yeah anyways um that's why i just I, it just blows my mind i'm just mm. confused by it but anyways that being said um being the guy who hands over a usb stick with your top 50 records on it at the beginning of a relationship like it's a form of of homework i knew that guy yeah, don't do that. Don't it's do that. Annoying. No. It's so annoying. Being the guy who does not listen to the other person's recommendations—that's not cute. No. that's not nice. Um, that's not cute at all. And then telling someone they're wrong for not liking the things you like—for real—it makes you look like a tit. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. What's so wrong you, with you don't want to do like a tit. It's just a gland. Breasts are lovely. It's just a gland. All right, fine. Um. So that's one thing. So it makes you seem sexier and smarter. And she kind of goes on to talk about how, like, sweet and fun it is to, like, go and talk about, like, things and how much passion comes from Mm -hmm. it. And how that can be, like, really attractive to, like, see the person you love, like he's so passionate about uh, well, that's what you were just saying
0: like a minute to. ago you'll fall in love with the musician well you'll probably fall in love with the passionate
1: person who's talking about music 100%. too 100% yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm like I need to listen to that um, <laughs> you won't ruin each other's lives arguing over the same artist which I really liked at this point too because she was it's saying, interesting I've never thought of that but it's valid it's super valid when you're right? like I like this album better yeah. I like this sound yeah. that they do better oh my god I do this all the time because if I find like another Beyonce fan for example I'm like so what's your like number one like Beyonce song. And then whenever people say things like, I, I'm just going to throw this out. If anyone says that they love single ladies, like I instantly want to punch them in the face. <laughs> I do because I love single ladies. I love what it did for like that t- music at that time period. But that is not her best song ever. That is not the talent that is Beyonce Knowles. It, it just isn't. So like for you to like be obsessed with that or anything like that, it's just gross. I get it. It's the one everybody knows. Yeah, whatever um mixed tapes um uh, she essentially goes on to say like you know putting together like a best of tape or cd or whatever this was written in 2014 so you got to remember this was i mean like they're this playlists stuff. now but you can create playlists. Yeah. yeah but creating them for like the person that you love and just to kind of give them like a crash course and and all of that is like really cool but i do feel, still think it's a really great date when you're like let's just hang out have some wine and listen to this album you've never heard before mm-hmm. Like that's a great day, it's very intimate. It's funny because I don't know that I would play the albums. I would I would almost play the best of.
0: See, I I wouldn't share music that you can only play single tracks from. Like like in the beginning, like as a date. Mm-hmm. To me like it would have to be like this is an album that is an experience. And I I only know of like maybe six. That mm. that I feel like you can listen to start to finish. Mm. I do think they're very rare, but I think when you accomplish them, they create and sustain this incredible mood. You can talk through,
1: yeah, but it's just really interesting. I think for an introduction, because I, me personally, I don't know that I need to introduce you to a whole album. I think I can introduce you to like some moods, right? So I can inter- like, because I could literally create like playlists that would be like Beyonce, like Beyonce, like belting Beyonce belting songs, like passionate, like so amazing. Oh, well, like, give so me a songs. good torch song any day. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? And then I could also play you like Beyonce booty popping music, right? <laughs> the music that is like really, really great to like dance to in the club. All your examples are going to be Beyonce, aren't they? And then I could, well, no, but I'm just saying like there's one person I could do playlists based mm-hmm. on And then I could say like here's the Beyonce, like here's a Beyonce playlist that is like amazing to like when you're getting ready to go out and you just want something that's like really fun to like curl your hair in the mirror to with, like have a really good time and you're putting on your makeup or you're showering and you're having a good time like you can play that music as well are you really sitting here mood boarding beyonce songs i could totally do that <laughs> i could totally do that is that a challenge no do you want me to do it? I'm it's good. not it's my life <laughs> <laughs> all right you need someone to level you out so this just kind of goes on to talk about like um having somebody that kind of has just a different experience with the music that they can kind of like bring you down they're like you're 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 at a beyonce 10 right now and we need you to like i'm never at a beyonce come 10 back to like a six i'm not talking about you i'm saying like you might say that to me like i need you to like take it back uh just a little shift bit. it back just shift <laughs> it back um because that could be like really cool but you need somebody that has like a different feel a different thought process and things like that that can kind of help you out a little bit with like not being the psycho that is like Beyonce obsessed.
0: Well, and if you're the one who
1: always uses m-
0: music to pep up, like someone can help you to like use music to like chill out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someone who's always like listening to uh, pop, you know, this other person
1: can teach you how to like think a little more through your music. What are you saying? Britney Spears doesn't make me think. Does she?
0: Yes. If she improved your IQ even by one point, there's a problem. <laughs>
1: I mean, she got some bops. I don't know that she's like massaging my brain at any point in time. Pretty sure she's not. All right, we're going to end it there, but we would love to hear a little bit about your music uh, loves and dislikes and and how you and your partner have uh, managed to appreciate each other's tastes in music, whether they're different or similar, um, and where you're at. You know know what I don't appreciate? The gays that are like both Britney queens. That is like... (laughs) (laughs) Just had to bring that up, didn't you? I just had to. I just thought about it because you know what they look like, too. I saw them.
2: I definitely saw them. I
1: saw them. I said that, and everybody was like,
0: oh. And and absolutely everyone envisioned them with cocktails in their hands. Totally.
1: (laughs) Totally. A cosmopolitan or something Something, like that. Something
0: colorful. A
1: flirty. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like like
1: or a quarantini yeah right (laughs) um anyways yeah let us know what you and your partner do in terms of music and uh, what some of your favorite music choices and is there something that tony and i should be listening to that we don't know anything about i would really love to hear some feedback i enjoy the hidden gems yeah we would love that so we're gonna take a short break but we'll be back in just a bit Hello, devoted listeners. It is your favorite podcast hosts, the Critellis, Marco and Tony. Y'all, we have been through it together. Might I remind you of the series of podcast episodes from the first season that sounded like the volume was turned all the way down?
0: Or how about the episodes from season two that didn't even air because we lost the content (laughs) or had
1: technical difficulties? I've blocked it, but thanks for bringing it up. You're so welcome. Appreciate you. The point is, we've been through a lot together, and every day we learn something new about ourselves and the podcast, which really makes it so much more than just a podcast we are creating, it's a community.
0: We are officially at the point where we need your help, community. For the podcast to continue to grow the way it has been, we'll need to enlist some assistance from our
1: devoted relation shitters. <laughs> oh, that sounded so much better in my head. It was really painful to hear. Um, you can now find us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com/podrelationship and become a relationship patron by giving monthly donations to the podcast for exclusive content and recognition from us. Donate $5,
0: 10 or $25
1: monthly and get exclusive content only for our patrons. Content includes personalized thank you notes mailed to you from us, to shout-outs on the podcast, to behind-the-scenes interviews and games with our guests.
0: Each tier has something more special than the last, and with your generous donation, Relationship
1: will be the best it's ever been. So go to patreon.com slash podrelationship today and donate. And when you're done donating, get your friends to donate. And when they've donated, ask your family to donate. The more help, the more appreciated. You are absolutely shameless.
0: <laughs> Again, that money, mm-hmm. dollar dollar bill. Again, we thank you all for trusting us to deliver this queer message every single week. We are proud of the work we've done so far and know
1: that with your help, we can accomplish even more. Again, that's patreon.com slash podrelationship to become a relationship patron and our favorite person. (laughs) (laughs) Check out the different tiers and gifts available and figure out which one works for you. Bye. Bye. All right, so today's interview is kind of a very exciting one. Again, I've, I've said it a bajillion times before, but I just love the power of social media. Um, and this was another great opportunity in which uh, a follower of the podcast on Instagram um, uh, li- liked us in some kind of way. I reached out, we ended up DMing, and next thing you know, they're sitting here with us uh, interviewing from across the country. Uh, thank you, COVID, for that. Um, but today we are ch- chatting with Stephen Zakari. Stephen, how are you?
2: Oh my God, I am a little high. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Working
1: on getting a little drunk. Oh,
2: fabulous. <laughs> what is your drink of choice?
1: Uh, today I'm drinking uh prosecco.
2: Oh, fancy gal. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And oh, I've like... got a vodka soda.
2: Ah, uh, that's that's where I go. That's that's yeah. where I am. Just vodka in the clay I'm a very um Chelsea hamlet kind of gal. You know, she likes vodka. That
1: i love that that's amazing sure, sure um thank you so much for being here with us today
2: oh my god thank you for having me this is pretty exciting i've never done a podcast
1: no this is awesome well hopefully we'll be able to have you back many many times after this sure uh, that'd, that'd be great to talk to you so far uh-huh. um, how is because you're in la right now correct yeah how is the weather out there
2: well, you know, right now it's a little chilly, but um, I'm a bitch now because I'm from New York, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I'm used to like, you know, I used to wear shorts in like 40 degree weather, like, Bleh. and now here yeah. when it's like below 65, I'm like, oh, I, little, little, I get a little chilly. Yeah, I'm like, well, it's burr. so like, <laughs> I'm a bitch.
1: right <laughs> but, um, I feel, I'm very surprised to hear you say that you're from New
2: York. Are you now? Yeah, a no, lot of people no. get me confused <laughs> for uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it I understand
1: uh, no, uh, you're, you have a very thick New York accent which I love so very much it oh my god
2: amazing. thank you the men really are turned on from it
1: I love oh, it I'm sure that is amazing <laughs> yeah so, yeah So tell us, us, let's hear your origin story. Tell us a little bit about like where you're from, who you are, like what what you got going on in life.
2: Sure. Um, Well, I'm from New York. Um, I grew up with my older brother, my little sister and my mom. And I lived with my grandma um, in this little town called Bethpage. And um, yeah, and we lived there for a long time. Um, Well, most of my adult life. And then I left. Um, I was the only kid out of our family to, like, leave New York. Um, I actually moved to Japan. <laughs> oh, Okay. <wow.
1: laughs> yeah,
2: what, what a leap, right? What a leap. But the accent never went away. The accent
1: <laughs> never went <laughs> away.
2: And then uh, I moved over to Los Angeles. But, uh, yeah, it all started back in New York. And, uh, I like, I always say my voice sounds like a little friend Drescher meets the Long Island medium.
1: I And, and <laughs> I'm here for both of those. So oh my I God, think. Thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you so much. But yeah, yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I mean, I miss New York. I do. Um, but right now, I think LA is the place for me.
1: For yeah, me. I mean, you know, you're a little problematic, right? Being a New Yorker and living in LA. Like, as a New Yorker, you're supposed to hate LA. Oh, 100%. Yeah. My, I mean, you
2: I- my friends. They're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Like, yes, I'm here. I am here. I'm in L.A. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone has a pool.
1: What, I, I love that. What, what are you doing in L.A.?
2: Um, well, I cry. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what it does. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I'm a comedian. Oh, um, I it. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, I, I enjoy it, you know, um, yeah. and I try to, uh, you know, I just complain for a living
1: yeah I, that is <laughs> brilliant. i've got to tell you i've been fascinated um with tony and i are huge fans of comedy in general um and one of the things that we uh have always noticed is that there's kind of a lack of like lgbt com- comedians i only know like sure. M- mateo lane mm-hmm. and uh what uh he's on snl right now and i cannot think of his name right now um the Asia, uh, I cannot think of his name right now, but um, but there's only like a handful of LGBT comedians. There's a port. Um, and so I love this rise of, of more queer
2: comedians. Oh, oh, me too. You know, but you know what's interesting that you say that actually? A lot of my friends, like when they'll come to one of my gigs or like if I'm comedy club hopping and stuff like that, a, a lot of my. Mm-hmm uh friends will be like you know you should do a lot more lgbt events lgbtq events and a part of me is like yeah no i would do those but i also don't want to do just those you know because right. i want to be able to be like look i'm a gay person like do, like listen it doesn't have to be about that you know what i mean right. like right. they're just gonna like me because i'm funny i happen to suck a mean dick but <laughs> that, you know yeah. what i mean like they're gonna like me because i'm funny you know what i mean right, so right. That that's something because like i used to have this um one set I would do, and for a long time, um, I would get like mixed reviews <laughs> for it, but I loved it. It was my favorite thing. And it was called The Gay Friend. And It was basically mm-hmm. me talking about like, stop calling me your gay friend. Like, right. I'm just your friend. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not here saying like, you know, hey, this is Peggy. She likes to get raw dogged by two men.
1: <laughs> right. Like, you <laughs> right. know what I
2: mean? You know, right. so it was like this whole thing. I don't know. I try to, uh, I mean, I love the fact that I'm gay and everything like that. I mean, it's like, I think it's the greatest gift you know, that I have that, Absolutely. you know, but I, yeah, I, I love the idea of, um, I don't know. I want people to be like, oh, like he's funny and he's and, You and know he's, what I
1: mean? Yeah. I totally get that. Bowen Yang and then Fortune Feemster are the two. Ah, that
2: Fortune keep- Feemster. Oh God.
1: She's so amazing. She, but, she is. Um, oh, love I, I love Love her, no, and also you got to remember too, like, com- um, drag queens are by nature comedians as well. So sure. if you start all these like non drag gay comedians. Yeah. There's like a turf war, and everybody's just going to end up fighting with each other, yeah. and it's cute.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because when I used to try to get bookings, um, at clubs in in LA, and some when I would go back to New York, I would say, call me when the drag queen's sick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like that was me because that, I, that was that was the situation. Like I'd be fighting for a gig with a drag queen. Like I'm not going to win. You know their nails yeah. are better. You know, yeah. like oh, it just is not going to happen. Yeah. Actually, because you're in New York. Speaking of Jasmine Rice, my yeah, oh, I love, I love her, her so yeah. much. She I, she usually yeah. performs at pieces. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ah, oh, love her. Just saying, love, love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you, um, so. Okay, so let's backtrack just a bit ago. So, grew sure. up in New York. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about coming out. Like, how about oh, that sure. new as, like, a, a New York gay, a young New York gay?
2: Well, actually, I came out very late. Very, very okay. late. Um, okay. I, I mean, I think, I mean, you knew. You knew from the start I was a big old homosexual. But, like, you know, <laughs> as a lot of us do, like, we, we're, we're uncomfortable with it. You know, we're kind of brought up a certain way. You know, and it's just hard to say you're gay. And, like, so... Long story short, well, it's going to be a long story. I'm sorry, but uh, when I left New York initially, I was uh, 18, 19 years old when I moved to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I was there for about, I was there for a couple years, four years, and which we call it on and off. I was there a couple like a while, and uh, when I came back. I felt very pressured by um, old friends that well, I don't know, not really my friends, but people for like trying to get me to come out and I wasn't ready to come out. I was very, I wasn't feeling very good about myself because also keep in mind, I was also a very big girl. I was about 280 pounds. Wow. Okay. So I'm having all this, like, I'm, so I'm back in New York after being in Japan for a while, all these people kind of like trying to get me to come out and they're making jokes about it. And uh, I was also very overweight, very insecure. And I had about a uh, $500 to my name. And uh, I had a friend in Los Angeles that I worked for, that I worked with before. Um, and uh, he said, hey, you could stay with me if you want to just, like, get away. And I only had $500, right? So uh, mm. I, I took the $500, and I bought a round-trip ticket to L.A. to go stay with him. And, um, you know, I said goodbye to my mom and um, and my sister. And I went to the airport, and I just never got back on the plane. <laughs> and then... Uh-huh. I called my mother, I'll never forget this, I was on the corner of Sunset and Gawa, right by the Denny's, I also noticed mm-hmm. my uh, health club, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the Hollywood sign, I gave her a call, and I was like, mom, because also keep in mind, when I first got, when I got to LA, I was gay, I was immediately gay, I didn't have any qualms, like nothing, no qualms, I, I got, I landed, and nothing was scary, because I was like, okay, I'm just here and I'm gay now, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. But I remember I called her and I said, hey, Ma, just so you know, uh, I'm not coming home and I'm gay. And uh, she was like, what? And I was like, oh. And she was like, not about not coming home. She's like, I mean, she's not about being gay. I'm about you coming home. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, "I." She's like, all right, sit down for a second. I was like, okay, Ma. She's like, all right, I have a list. She's like, you've been watching the Golden Girl since you were two years old. You've been walking <laughs> in my high heels since you were four. I'm like, are you serious? She's like, sit down, I'm not done. She's like, you've been watching, you introduced me to dance moms. And I was like, oh, shit. She's like, I've always known you assholes. She's like, I was just waiting for the day. Just waiting for yeah. the day. And then she I was know. like, yeah. And then she was like, but you're not coming home? So that was a whole other story. <laughs> but love she love got that. over it.
1: Yeah.
0: That's funny. That's so oh, funny. That's my, amazing. My first boyfriend had the same story. It was more they were mad that he wasn't coming home from college than his coming out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nice. Not
2: sure. oh, but yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I know not everyone's so lucky, you know? So I, 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 I'm I, very uh, blessed. And I always tell my mom, like, I'm very happy that it went that way. I mean, I'm sorry I didn't come home. That was abrupt. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm glad that she was very supportive, though. And I, you know what she did? You want to know something she did? That following mm. uh, a few months later? Check this out. Mm. She gives me a call, right? She gives me a call. And she's like, <laughs> Stephen, guess what I did? I'm like, what'd you do, ma? She's like, I went to Pride. I'm like, "What?" Oh, my God, I was like, you went to price. Like, I went with your little sister. And I was like, oh, my God. So she's telling me everything. You know, she like, had such a good time, such a good time. She's like, guess what else I did? I was like, what'd you do? She's like, I handed out your photo.
1: Oh, my God. Like, oh.
2: <laughs> you. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I handed out your photo. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? And I was on uh, FaceTime, and my sister's in the background, right? And she's like, no, she did this. She gave out your picture. I was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I put your phone number down and things you like to eat.
1: <laughs> oh my God! So she was like, a da- uh, she was like trying to get you some
2: dates. Not only, I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Well, I don't care that you're gay. I mean, live your dreams, but come home." I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "How many people did you give it to?" She's like, "She's like, got to be." I was at FedEx for like an hour. I was like, whoa my God!" And <laughs> oh my God! So this, like, she, my sister was like, honestly, like, she's like going to say, like, maybe like three dozen people have a photo of you, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my, not one phone call."
1: I was no. just going to ask you to get a... Oh, that sucks.
2: Not oh. even a text.
1: Oh. What? Well, you know what? That's the thing about marketing, right? You sure. do it and you never know what is going to stick or not. So Listen. you tried it and you go back to the drawing board.
2: And she gave it a whirl. Listen, I, I was just happy she went to project She had a great time.
1: That, that is amazing. Wonderful. She was like, "I hope no
2: one thinks I'm a drag queen." I'm like, "No one's gonna think you're a drag queen, man."
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, at least one person thought you. 100. Well, at least one. God. Um, what about your siblings? They seemed to take everything okay. There was no problem there. Oh
2: well, I remember with the f- initially when I was going to come out. Check this out. You ready for this? Initially, when <laughs> I was going to come out, right? This was years prior to when I actually came out. But I, I was. Gathering up the courage, right? I was like, I'm just gonna tell her. I'm gonna rip the band-aid off, and I confided in my little sister. Uh-huh. And I said to her, I was like, Shannon, I'm gonna come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. She's like, you know what? Just do it, Stephen. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. I support you. Whatever, whatever. I go to school. I'm coming home, right? And I get home, and I, this is what I walk into. The, I, the, oh, I open the door, and the vacuum's like been used, but it's like still plugged in, but it's like stood up. Like, as if like something sudden happened? You know what I mean? Like just in the middle mm-hmm. of the room, and my mom is yeah. sitting there. And she's just staring. And I'm like, you all right, Ma? And she's like, well, I just found out one of my kids is gay. And Dang. I'm telling you, my asshole, it just sealed <laughs> shut. Like, I'm talking, <laughs> nothing was coming out of there for months. <laughs> I'm talking. I was like, this is it. She just fucking turned out. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah. Your sister just came out to me. Oh. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! <laughs> and she's like, and this whole time I thought it was you. <laughs> was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not me. I love women. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I was so pissed. I love my sister though. Your sister stole your thunder. <laughs> she fucking stole my thunder. I had no idea she was a lesbian. Oh, wow. I was like, you're a fucking lesbian. She's like, yeah. I'm wow. like, my god. And let me just say. She just got engaged. I'm very happy for her. She oh, deserves okay. it. The best couple I've ever seen. I love them so much. Just wanted to say, I do love my sister. It sounds like she's a bitch. She's not a real bitch. No. no,
1: no, no. <laughs> um, I mean, look, siblings are supposed to compete with one another. Yeah. So just, just chalk it up to you know being siblings, but um, I've always said that I wish I would have had a like a, a queer sibling or something that would of that nature. So Aw, yeah. Mm -hmm. it would just be such a good time wow well Um, it's
2: really cool because also like yeah me and my sister like we have that bond but also my older brother he's seven years older than me and mm -hmm. uh he's nine years older than my sister and so but it's so cool because he'll like text us like like just like rainbow flags be like i love you (laughs) like you know just you know it's cute you know what i mean yeah Yeah, like
1: my 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 brother and sister both heterosexual super supportive my brother two years younger than me my sister's 12 years younger than me sure um super supportive very incredible family but i just always think it would have been you know nice to have a fellow queer um sibling just you know to be able to like have something in common with from that end but yeah that would be nice Hmm. so so tell us about dating life in la right now well before we we dive back into now let's let's stay in the past for just a minute why did you go to tokyo
2: Oh, God. Well, um, if you ever see my handle for any of my social media, it's Steven Mm Lasboa. And um, I don't love Bank of America. (laughs) So we're just gonna cut that shit right now. Um, You're welcome. There was um, growing up, there was this singer that I was introduced to. um, Her name is Boa Boa Kwan. She's a Korean singer. And um, I thought she was the coolest thing. She debuted when she was 11. I was like this bitch. So cool. And then she moved to Japan when she was 13, learned fluent Japanese, thought it was the coolest thing. She became the first Korean artist to break into the Japanese market. Then she did it with the Chinese market, learned Chinese. It's the coolest bitch ever. And I was following her career throughout my entire... I just thought she was so cool and to listen to her like yeah. go back and forth on uh, multiple different languages. like yeah. In an interview, I thought that was like the sexiest thing ever. Right? I was like, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> right. But, yeah. yeah, right. M- <laughs> me marry a woman, jeez. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. But anyways... Um, so I've been listening to her for a while and I was practicing Japanese, Korean and Chinese any chance I got. And, um, so in 2008 though, she was having an American debut and, uh, it was on TRL. Remember TRL? Yes. You yes. bet your ass it was on TRL. And it was so great in times square. And uh, they had a contest though. They're like, who's Boa's biggest American fan. And I fucking won. Oh, um, good for you was, and I ugly cried right on that set and you see me and I was still a big girl then and I waddled on set and I'm um, crying and it was like I spoke really broken Japanese and Korean to her and she spoke English to me and then um after that it, I was so inspired that I quit school and I just worked a bunch of jobs and I I bought a one-way ticket to Tokyo and enrolled in school
1: Wow that's amazing yeah. I
0: love that fun story so let's also before we jump to the the present let's just talk about so. Tell us about your struggle with or your victory over weight.
2: Oh, well, yeah, I've been overweight pretty much my entire life. There was like a moment in my teens when I was thin and I I was like, this is incredible. Like, because mm. I was like eating like McDonald's all the time. And I was like, it was, it was great. It was bliss, you know, mm. but uh, then, yeah, I gained so, I, I mean, for most of my life, though, I was huge. And then when I got to Los Angeles, yeah, I was about 280 and um, I just got here. I was like, holy shit. Everyone's gorgeous yeah and i i joined the gym and at first i mean i'll be real here at first i was absolutely doing it to fit in no question in my mind i was doing it to fit in but yeah. then after a while and it took about a year but i was like oh people eat wendy's like yeah. what, everything's fine i could slow the fuck down and i did yeah. because it became a different thing for me at that point but um because i i it, it became more zenful for me you know what sure. i mean and so I just, I went five days a week and I, I wasn't like an asshole. Like I, you know, the cocaine helped, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, but I did, I worked out every day and I, I lost a total of, I think right to this day, I think it's about 127, almost 130.
1: Congratulations. That's you. Yeah. You insane. are, you are rocking the crop tops. I oh love my God. Thing.
2: Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much. I want to work them out better. I love
1: it. You know, and it's so funny you say that about LA because I, LA, there's two places that actually, like, I feel pretty confident in, in my appearance. You know, I, I know who I am. I feel very good about me. Um, And there are two places in the world that I've been to that I get slightly not comfortable with myself. And it is LA and Miami. Every time I go to LA and Miami and I see everybody, I'm like. They're much more attractive than I am. They've right. got a m- better body than I do. Like, and it's all an illusion. We all need to remember that. And completely. I know that.
2: completely, completely.
1: My logical brain knows that everybody is talking while they're out there, yeah. right? Like, everyone is trying to give this amazing representation of themselves, right? But, um, for whatever <laughs> reason, I go there and I'm like, I feel like I'm a New York six, uh, like a seven, right? An eight, right. I go to, like, Miami, and I feel like an instant two. Like I oh, feel like uh,
2: completely.
1: A, yeah. It's, like, not cute. I don't love that.
2: Well, you know what, though? What I've realized, and it did take me a long time to realize it, I re- and it happened at this party. I went to this, like, you know, gay elitist party, right? And mm-hmm. it was, like, everyone's buff beautiful and then there's me in the corner like I'm the only yeah. one eating the cheese on the cheese platter like <laughs> trust me right. Right. you know I'm like well, I'm gonna eat this but I realized that most I'm not gonna say it's everyone I'm not gonna stereotype everyone but in this particular moment I was like everyone here is so fragile
1: mm-hmm. oh my god yes yeah so
2: it's yeah. like oh I got this because I didn't give a shit <laughs> like I, not that I gave it I didn't give a shit about that I was like I didn't give a shit like I'm comfortable with me like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, like, it's, like, so interesting because I found that more of these people were talking to me because I was just so comfortable. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of people think, like, oh, that's so cliche. It's true, though. Like, I I, feel, I felt I could have had complete control of that room. I could have started an orgy, but I'm a lady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I only took two of them home. <laughs> only two.
2: Only two. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: No, it's crazy. And and, it, and it's funny because uh, it, uh, and it sounds so Pollyanna, but, you know, uh, a personality goes a long way. Right. Sure. Being able to talk to people and actually, you know, uh, carry on a conversation and actually have something really valid to say and, and actually having layers and parts of you like those things actually matter to people. Whether they're beauty queens or you know uh, buff daddy McGees, as I like to call them, or anything in that nature, but at the end of the day, uh, I get it. I, I've 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 been to LA many times before, where I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna be invisible if I go out because sure. everybody is like leaps and bounds more attractive than I am.
2: Uh, you know what though? But as long as like you get past that, because like I'll tell you though, I'm never um, invisible. Uh, my voice. You, you hear me? <laughs> right <now>. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I but I completely hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I you know I mean I look I'm way too old to care about that kind of stuff now. Um, yeah. I, and like I said, I I love me and I love who I am, but I'm not going to say that I haven't felt those uh, little stings of uh, uh, questioning my self confidence when I've uh, gone into you know a gay club in sure. like, when I've gone to the Abbey. Uh, oh, the and, Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone to the Abbey and you see everybody is like super muscular and deep V t-shirt or, or oh, yeah. you know, button ups and like, you know, rocking bodies, great hair, white teeth. And you're like, uh, sure. I just literally finished eating at the five guys down the
2: street. True. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I scream Kmart when you look at me. Correct. Correct. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. good, <laughs> but I'm yeah. here and you're going to deal yeah. with it.
1: We are going to have it and that's it. Yeah. You know
2: so, what I mean? But yeah, I hear you though. God, the Abbey. What a trip down memory pain.
1: <laughs> For sure. Oh, good so times. Us, Speaking of the Abbey, tell us about LA dating. I've always assumed that it was like damn near impossible to find a, a, a partner in LA. Is, is, is my uh, suspicions uh, accurate?
2: Well, you know, it really depends. I think what's really hard... Especially, well, as a gay man, but also as someone in entertainment, it's very, very, very hard to, I think, have a, to, to me personally in my experience, have a relationship. Um, but I'm, I'm open for it, you know. And actually, I'm currently in a relationship, so that's
1: actually oh, congratulations. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I'm actually in his bathroom recording.
1: No. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nice. Um, isn't it great? But um, yeah. no, but you know, in my past experience, it's always been a little difficult because um <clears throat> anytime i've dated someone or they like we've they've come to one of my gigs or i've come to one of their gigs there's always seems to be there, there's always there's the jealousy factor and it always it just always fizzled you know or yeah. like it, and that was really hard or even besides that there was always i'm not around yeah you know yeah. or they're not around and they, so that was always really difficult for me but i also think that was a that was me kind of like my love life is my career you know,
1: for sure, sure. <laughs> we a there. really long time. Yeah,
2: for a really long time. And it, 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 only in the last like couple months, I felt um, like, you know what? Because like the way this happened, not to like just jump ahead to the present, but like the way like nice. me and my current app, Beau, Um like it just was so comfortable and natural that I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like there was no effort whatsoever. Like we just automatically had a good time. And like there was no like there was just automatic support. I mean, it came to a show where I bombed. I'm talking, mm-hmm. like, I could have, I mean, th- this was the worst show I've ever had in my time. Entire- oh, I yeah. mean, it was truly, like, I ate shit and more shit. I mean, it was terrible. And he didn't leave. <laughs> oh so I was like, wow. And he was, like, super supportive. And he was, you know, because I immediately texted him and was like, I, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it was good seeing you. And he said, you are amazing. And he put a bunch of hard eyes. I was like, this bastard.
1: Oh, he kind of digs you. Um, yes, yeah, so that was nice. So tell us about this relationship, then. How long have you guys been together?
2: It's pretty new. Um, I mean, it's since January. Okay, wow. You know? well, but I guess in gay terms, that's a pretty long time.
1: A very long time. Yeah, it's like a year. Are you, yeah. guys, are you guys isolating together, or what's going on?
2: Uh, yeah. we're. I mean, I basically live at his apartment now. I mean, wow. we, yeah, we've been together in, in, what has it been, like 30 days? More than 30 days? Wow. And you haven't killed each other. We haven't killed each other. And I, you know, that's what's scary. Like, cause yeah. for me, I'm very much like Whoopi Goldberg. Like they've asked Whoopi, like, Whoopi, what do you think about relationships? And her response is, I don't want anybody in my house.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, um,
2: and I've always felt, I was like, nah, I don't want anyone around, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. This is great. Like this, it's just the first time I felt this way. And it's, um, um it's wonderful. cool, you know, but I'm just open yeah. and, you know, it's cool.
1: That's amazing. So what, um, quick advice would you give anybody regarding, uh, dating and isolating pretty quickly into a relationship and, and being able to, uh, be able to tolerate each other through all of this? What, uh, what words of wisdom would you share?
2: Have a sense of humor Okay. Mm. for the love of God, have a sense of humor because here's the thing too. And I've, you know, and we've had some moments of bickering and like, we've, it's it's inevitable you're literally and also keep in mind we're in los angeles and uh we're in a one bedroom apartment we're not not a lot of space either mm-hmm. you know so like you're gonna bicker and um but like you know if you see the humor in it all it's not so bad i know that's probably very cliche again but it's true i mean if we didn't keep each other laughing i don't know how the hell i we wouldn't have killed each other already
1: it's valid. you know yeah it's valid you know it is- and it, it's great good for you yeah. and uh and where is he from is he from LA
2: no he's actually from flint michigan
1: oh interesting okay yeah. very,
2: nice. very interesting guy very interesting guy he's a he's a um a production designer he's done some <laughs> really cool sets and uh it, what's really great is that nothing's hotter than someone that can build something and loves his mom
1: <laughs> oh. my god you so, want a jackpot right there you know what
2: i mean i mean the moment i saw him i just grabbed my ankles i was like let's do this <laughs> <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know where that loop came from i just
1: <laughs> it's amazing how it just pops up out of nowhere yeah. right who
2: knew who knew but yeah i mean so that's been really nice that's it's new to me because i've never really had a relationship like this that um um with someone that was so supportive, but it's, uh, it's real refreshing. I'll tell you that.
0: That's Wonderful. You. And have you ever cohabitated before?
2: Um, you mean just like with a partner? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I haven't. Cause in, in my past, I'm all, I've always been like, I'm a loner. You, I don't want you around. Like, I I was a dick. I'll fully be honest. I I feel like I probably came off as a dick. I just, I liked my alone time because I always felt in the, I was on my own insecurities at the time. But I always felt that, like, especially when I was, like, I go back to saying when I was dating and, you know, dating in entertainment, um, you never knew. Or I I always felt like, are they trying to take like a, like a, like a contact? Because that would happen sometimes, you know? And so it was like hard to, like, I don't know, build trust on that. But this current relationship, it's totally different. I've never felt something like this before. So it's really cool.
1: Well, happy for you. Yeah, That's wonderful. wonderful. That's yeah. a and so uh, what are you guys' thoughts or your relationship on uh, monogamy? Like, where are you guys at with that?
2: We're actually, we we definitely talked about it. We're both monogamous. Okay. And, um, I mean, who knows what the future holds? I mean, we both, because we're both very jealous people. Okay. In terms of, like... Just, I mean, it would have to be like a discussion and all this stuff, but like currently like definitely a monogamous, but it's cool because I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just nice. Like we just have each other. I don't know. It's really cool. I probably sound lame.
1: <laughs> it sounds magical if you ask me. What do you, what do you think about the gay community's uh, relationship to non-monogamy right now versus like your beliefs on monogamy, especially within this relationship?
2: Well, the thing is, like I always say, I'm very sex positive. You know, like you got live your dreams. You know, don't hurt anyone. We're not they into it, but you know what I mean. Right? Like right, right, live, right. live live your dreams, but like, like I don't know. For me, and I I can't really speak for every man, but it's like for me, I can't. I get it would make me think things. I would I would get to in my head, and as they say, the the mind is a very dangerous place to hang out. Yeah. And I really it would just cause too much, and I would I think. I mean, I am a tough guy. I'm a tough gal, but I think it would create a lot of insecurity for me. I mean, if you can do it, fine. But I mean, yeah. in my experience, I, there's a lot of like, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like an asshole. <laughs> but I feel like there could be a lot of issues. Then again, there could be issues with monogamy, too.
1: So yeah. I mean, I mean, Tony and I, we are in a monogamous marriage. Sure. Uh, and we don't shade non-monogamy at all. Yeah, um, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, we, we uh, you know, we always say that this podcast was started in an effort to give another narrative surrounding queer relationships. You know, we mm-hmm. just felt like so much focus has been on non-monogamy within the gay community. Yeah, you know, we want gays who did believe in monogamy to feel as though they had uh, friends <laughs> you yeah. know, that in it as well. So that's kind right. of been our, our focus. But that being said, there is such a conversation surrounding non-monogamy that uh it within the gay community that it, it's kind of hard to like you know kind of sift through it all because it's just it's so much of it exists
2: a hundred percent
1: yeah but how,
2: um how eloquently put by the way
1: you no know, thanks
2: <laughs> yeah, really good. do yeah. you have a podcast
1: should i, I do actually, yeah you should listen to it uh-huh. if, uh if you ever get a chance um uh, <laughs> yeah but we um yeah but we love it like we love all relationships we love all people in general but uh i'm just so glad that your relationship is working for you and and my gosh what a what a time to test uh you know whether or not the relationship has legs uh than in the middle of a, a pandemic huh
2: oh 100 percent. i mean it's funny like even before like i was like all right i just, I'm, I'm gonna go record and he was like all right like you know you want to use the bathroom it's quiet in there blah 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 and he's like i'm gonna go make you some eggs i'm like ah, oh, see Oh, what a nice he's
1: the like, keeper you know? right and he has nice songs i love it <laughs> it's so nice i love it good for you thank you uh-huh. so
2: much it's nice you mm-hmm. know it's nice
1: i love it that is the best awesome sure steven you have been absolutely amazing to chat with oh my god um, thank
2: you you've been amazing to chat with i hope i uh was entertaining
1: you were. i For sure. I'd, yeah, I definitely laughed quite a bit. So we appreciate it. You're definitely a comedian, we can tell. Oh,
2: thank God. <laughs> thank Christ, truly. Thank RuPaul. I love it. <laughs> I love oh, it. God.
1: Tell our listeners where they can find you um, on social media.
2: Sure. It is Stephen Loves Boa. Again, I don't love Bank of America. Uh, but again, <laughs> Stephen Loves Boa
1: love it. it yes and uh, and as we said before we got on the call there's no gigs or anything that you have coming up but as soon as you are able to get back to it go definitely let us know so we can uh, let our listeners know
2: yes a hundred percent and when I'm in New York I better see you guys
1: absolutely sure. you know absolutely and really quickly before um, we get off of this though so you um were sharing something with us regarding a uh, charity that you are a part of do you mind speaking a little bit about that as well?
2: Oh sure, no, that's that's great. Um, mm-hmm. No, I I work uh, I do a lot of work for uh, the True Colors United, which is mm-hmm. a charity that um, um they're fighting against youth homelessness in the LGBTQ plus community, and um, it's it's a it's a charity that means a lot to me, and um, I try to do a lot of shows where we can raise money for the organization. And wow. um, as soon as this is all over, as soon as COVID's over here in Los Angeles, I am working on a show at Mickey's in West Hollywood to um, a, like a comedy, an LGBTQ uh, comedy show. Um, and there'll be comedians, drag queens, booze, a whole lot of fun, yeah. you know, maybe weed. I mean, probably in the patio. I mean, it's Los Angeles. <laughs> I, so love um, I love that. Yeah, it'll that. be a really good time. But yeah, I love that charity. If you want to, please go check them out. JukeColorsUnited.org.
1: Love yeah, they are, been. they're Very good. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, thank you for being here with us today. We adored you.
2: Uh, I adore you guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Of course. We are going to take a short break, um, but we'll be back in just a bit. Hello, listeners. As you may have heard, Tony and I have a weekly after show on IGTV called Relationship. <laughs>
0: Get it? Relationship. Relationshat? <laughs> What? (laughs) Nothing. Keep going. Okay. Every week, Marco and I will talk about the podcast topic, the things we learned, and the way to use it in our relationship day to day.
1: Yep. Our goal is to put a face to the topics and our message, as well as give you some extra relationship content and guidance.
0: So make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at podrelationship. And tune in every Wednesday. After you've listened to the episode. (laughs) Yes. On IGTV for our weekly after show, relationship comment, like it, tell your friends. All support is greatly appreciated. We look forward to having you see us there. (laughs) Bye.
1: So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us
0: on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at podrelationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and tell strangers from a distance of at least six feet.
1: <laughs> if you have any situations or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show, you can email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website, podrelationship.com. And don't forget to check out our IGTV channel, Relations Chat, for a behind-the-scenes post-show conversation about this week's episode. A special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed the early access to the episode and the -the behind-the-scenes interview with this week's guest. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember, don't turn a small problem into a shitstorm.
0: So I'm probably the last person to talk to you about social media. I don't
1: SnapBook. Uh, that's Facebook and Snapchat. I'm not on the Twitter. It's it's just Twitter. There's no "the" in front of it. And I barely understand what IG means. Wait you you don't know that IG means Instagram? No, <laughs>
0: but I do know one thing. There's a bunch of relationship content on all the social media apps.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's right. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, we are at Pod Relationship. Yep. Just look for us and follow, retweet, or whatever it is you do to pay attention to us. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My husband puts up great content related to the podcast. I sure do. You can help us answer listener situation questions. You can check out past and present hashtag gay relationship goals. And you can get updates on relationship related events and activities. So grab your phone. Open up Twitter, Facebook,
0: and Instagram. Go to the search bar and type in pod relationship and join in on the
1: discussion. We look forward to interacting with each and every one of you via social media. We'll see you there. Bye.